0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW report Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
1: Hey, welcome, everyone, once again to another episode, another show, uh, the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, RF. Uh, it is Thursday, October the 11th, 2010, p.m., Central Standard Time and we're back with another live show. Uh you guys that have been following the show, you know we're on live every Tuesday and Thursday night from nine thirty to eleven. And of course on Thursday is one of our biggest shows where we do our our picks for the NFL weekend. We get into all the sports stories, cover the injuries injuries coming up, uh, all the stories that broke since the last time we were on on Tuesday. So it's gonna be a great show. This is gonna be a real special show number one because today is of course uh Veterans Day. So we're we'll gonna definitely let all the veterans know You're more than welcome to call in um, and definitely uh, give your experience about your veteran uh, status as far as what you did in the military. We more than welcome you guys calling in today. Uh, The number, again, as always, is 323-927-2906. That's 323-927-2906. Let's definitely get the show started. We're going to get into a lot of uh, new information on this Thursday. We're going to have a special guest joining us as well, uh, Bill Ingram from HoopsWorld.com. Uh, you guys might have heard him contribute to ESPN before. He's going to get into a lot of NBA talk, and of course, talk a lot about the Mavericks, and of course, his Houston Rockets. We'll get into that as well too. But without further ado, let's get the show started. Let me bring on my co-host real quick, Royce. You're live on with us. Um, anything you want to say? You want to say hello to everyone?
2: Hey, right now, how you doing?
3: Hello, fans out there. How's everybody doing today? And I'm glad you brought up. Uh, today is Veterans Day, and I'd like to honor these guys. That you know, you guys have a thankless job, and uh, without you, we wouldn't have the show. A lot of things wouldn't be possible, and you all are doing a great job. Keep it up. And in saying that, uh, I'd like to hear from some of them today. I'd like for them to call in, and would like to hear their comments on the show. But you know, uh, it reminds me of a story. Right, back in 1971. It was a young medic in Vietnam, lost both his legs. And, you know, after losing your legs, you think your life's pretty much over. It wasn't a whole lot to do for as sport's concerned. So when he was 40 years old, he went to a golf shop to buy a gift for a friend of his uh, for a birthday present. Well, lo and behold, when he was in the golf shop, this guy was trying out this driver. And he said, you know, can I see it? He put it in his hands. He tried it out. And he went and tried and hit the drive, and lo and behold, he hit it 250 yards. He said he must have hit it right because he hit it solid, you know, 250-yard drive is not bad for somebody just picking up a golf club. Well, after that, it kind of inspired him to play golf uh, a little bit. He, You know, he went on to park. A, a shoot a par on a, on a regular golf course, which is hard to do. Mm. You and I play golf. You know how right, hard that is. Right, right. Right. He's had a hole in one, and he's invented this chair for a handicap where they can stabilize the chair and they can play around the golf. You know, cause I thought that was a very interesting story, mm. you know, and and that's what I like about sports because it really, you know, you hear all the bad stuff about it. And you hear all the good stuff about it, you know, and that's why I, I like doing this show because it does inspire me. You know, sports is, you know, it can be a good, real good medicine for you, you know. Right. And I, I, so I encourage you guys to take up some kind of game, especially golf. It's so relaxing, you know. But I like to honor these guys, and I want all our fans Sunday when they, when you're watching the football games or whether it's basketball games, when they do the national anthem this weekend, we're gonna do that this Sunday. But when they do, in and, and the honor of the vets, we're all going to stand up, you know, and, and, and give our, our homage to our veterans. So I just wanted to say that today. But I, it's a big week for sports, right? Now. So I'm ready okay. whenever you are. Let's get it on. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. And that was well
1: said. Thank you for saying that. Very well said. We do want to thank all our veterans for their military service, uh, first and foremost, for doing something that some of us uh, did not do, and that's serving for our country. And we not only stand on Sunday, we just stand all the time, you know. Uh, I'm at right, I mean, right. the games a lot, and a lot of times I, you have to give them their just due because that flag right. that you're uh, that you're saluting is the same flag they're over there fighting for. So I agree and, with you And you know what?
3: And you know what's so funny? Uh, they did a show from ESPN today from one, uh, over in uh, Germany, I think, uh, broadcast live, and they asked the guys what is sports does for them and what they like about sports. And the first guy that spoke said anything. He said it was watching the Cowboys lose Sunday after Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, "I think he gets a big thrill out of that." So I, I don't right. think he was a Cowboy fan, but he said that's been the biggest thrill since he's been over there. And having to watch sports on Sunday is watching the Cowboys lose Sunday after Sunday. So I thought that was pretty funny. Wow, you know, that was that's right. good. That's good.
1: Right. Now we want to remind everyone: if you're listening live, of course, you're more than welcome to call in at any time. Uh, give your comments and stuff about the show at three two three nine two seven two nine zero six. Our chat room is now open, uh, so you guys are more than welcome to join the chat room. Just go to blogtalkradio.com dot com slash rf sports. You guys can join the chat room, uh, discuss with some of our listeners some of your ideas, your opinions on sports. Uh, the chat room is always buzzing. We get a lot of questions from the chat room as well too. So we definitely want to welcome you guys to do that. And of course, you can follow our blog as always at rsforceradio.blogspot.com. Uh, just to recap on Tuesday's show, we had a great show. Uh, we had some special Thank guests you. on uh, Casey Millen from 1310 The Ticket, and I did get a chance to really plug exactly what, uh, how you can find him. But he's usually there on the weekends. Uh, but he's uh, he's new to the to the uh, to the ticket, not new to sports. He's been around for a long time. So you guys definitely keep keep uh, Casey in mind when you're listening to 1310, the ticket, uh, because he's, he's very, very knowledgeable. If you guys haven't heard the show on Tuesday, do go back and listen to Tuesday's show. We also had Gordon Jackson from the Dallas Weekly on. He had some very, very good comments about the Cowboys. And the whole show Tuesday, Royce, was about the Cowboys. It was right, about right. uh, Wade Phillips getting fired, Jason Garrett getting hired. Uh, there was a right. whole basis of the show. It took up uh, over an hour and a half. Uh we went what over. We thought, exactly. We discussed exactly what we thought got Wade fired, uh, why Jason Garrett got hired. Uh, so to recap on that, we talked about mainly being the defensive play, what got Wade fired. And uh, Jason Garrett is, is tasked with the uh, job to come in and change not only uh, the team that's 1-7, but change the culture of the team. And that's what's going to be the hard part about it. But, you know, as I thought about that after that conversation on Tuesday, I went back and listened to Tuesday's show, I'm kind of coming around to the to the realization, and that maybe that's just a cowboy homer in me, but I'm coming around to the realization that maybe Jason Garrett does deserve this job next year. Uh, because if you think about it, he's in a no-win situation right now. Even if he wins eight games, uh, which is, you know, no, nothing right now we've seen could, could say that they have a chance to win eight games. But even if he does, he's got to change roster. He's got to put certain players in position. And this is really like a preseason for him, you know, if he really goes into next season with a chance to bring in new players, other guys that fit the system the way he wants to fit it. So maybe he deserves a chance to kind of coach the team next season, even if they don't win eight straight games.
3: Well, Rodney, you're absolutely right. But One thing I do learn, and, 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 and you need to listen to this very carefully, also the players. You don't, it don't matter what coach you have or what team you play for. you playing for the name on the back of your jersey. So if the players will step up and, and, and you know, show the pride and play for themselves, you know what I mean, for the pride of the game, because you are representing whoever's name on the back of that jersey. So if these guys get that lesson, you know, and turn the, they can turn the season around and save it. But like I said, it don't matter who coaches. You're all playing for the what name is on the back of your jersey. So that, with that said, uh, I don't know what the chemistry is between the the team and Jason Garrett. You know whether he was part of the problem or not. But you know this is kind of like a clean slate. Jerry Reid did say, well, you know if the coach is the problem or whatever the problem is, I got to weed out something. So he sent a message to the players. You know it's it's not about the coach. It's about you. So what are you going to do? What are you as players going to do? Right. So I'm right, interested I to see how the rest of this season goes. You know, guys, show some pride, you know what I mean, uh, in, in the city, you know what I mean, in, in your team, and in yourself, you know what I mean? Step up and play better. Make You know, you can turn this around. If they go eight, uh, I think he does deserve the job. You know, so we'll see. And it, it's going to be interesting. Too. But I don't think they're going to win Sunday. We'll see. I think yeah, I mean the yeah. Giants are gonna be gunning for the Dallas. You know how hard they play Dallas. They don't right. care if they win any more games, as long as they beat the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So, and hey, so you know we're, we're gonna. If you guys
1: thing. know, with Thursday's show is our world famous pick show, so we do get a chance to pick that game and give a lot more analysis about that game as well too, and other NFL games as well. Uh, just don't forget today on the program, we're gonna have another special guest. We should be joined by. Uh, Bill Ingram of HoopsWorld.com. We're going to talk a lot of NBA action, especially about the Mavs and stuff as well. So you guys definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, But just touching on that real quick, you know, we've had a chance to kind of hear some comments from the players uh, since Tuesday's show. Um, And Des Bryant actually met in a report in the the hallways at uh, Valley Ranch and made a comment to say that he he does see a difference. It's more of a about-business type deal. Uh, right. it's more about, you know, it's, it's straight black and white with Jason Garrett. There's no, there's no gray area with Jason Garrett. He's even cut out some stuff during the lunch, uh, period. He, he's not letting these guys play dominoes during lunch anymore. He's making sure guys are going into the film room. Uh, and, and the way he ca- conducts his press conferences is, is even different. We're used to seeing Wade Phillips sitting at a table, right. being very, very right. relaxed, you know, answering right. questions and, but Jason Garrett is standing up. He's he's he's, he's almost on a podium, you know, just giving his answers in a direct manner, uh, in and in a stern manner. Now I don't know if that's just a product of us watching Wade for so long and his demeanor, or is is Jason Garrett really that guy that we're looking for, that disciplinarian, that guy to keep people on track? Uh, even some of the players have said it's been a little bit different. But me and you talked about how does the defense react at this point. You know, defense right. has even said some things about they feel like the offense should run the ball more. They feel like uh, they're, they're not, the offense is not keeping them off the field long enough to get rest and things of that nature. So how do they feel now that the offensive coordinator is the head coach? Huh. I mean, what do, you think, what do you think these guys are thinking?
3: I think these guys are going to have to step it up. Because uh, Wade Phillips, you know, in the past, if you look at his record, He had, he's very good with defense. You know, he made his reputation on coaching defense. And he has, so he had to have something in place already. These guys just have to go out and execute. You know what I mean? They have to, you have to get a pass rush. He, if it's back's got to tighten it down. These uh, linebackers got to do their job. But uh, like I said, I don't know what the atmosphere was at Valley Ranch. I don't know if Wade Phillips was a leader. You know, I don't know what was going on. But the defense is in place. All they have to do is just go out and play, you know. Play, play like your life depends on, it. and really your job depends on it. So, right, I right. I, I think it's gonna be a good evaluation for not only Jason Garrett but but uh, uh the the owner Jerry Jones to see what he who's gonna be there next year, who's gonna weed out, who's gonna get the big money, you know. Plus, <laughs> I don't see anybody getting the bonus. Other than right. Dez Bryant, he's been the best player out there. <laughs> right. But, you know, you and you know how the NFL works. You can be a star one year and you can be cut next year. There's a whole lot of uh, – every year there are good players out looking for teams, you know what I mean, that's been mm-hmm. cut. So uh, they just and have to go out of, and
4: execute.
3: And speaking of Jerry
1: Jones, we find out on Wednesday, you would think he'd be in Valley Ranch, you know, working with Dez right. Gary. We found out Wednesday he was in Vegas. <laughs> you well, know, he's, so you
3: well, you know, something else different. They practice in full pass, too, this week. Right. Something they don't normally do, yeah. So right. they should have been doing that all along. I mean, I didn't even see that yeah. in training camp, you know. Yeah, so, you, so it's, it's definitely a different different atmosphere around it. Right. Just, right. What right. What, what's going to happen on Sunday? That's the big deal. What's going to happen yeah. on Sunday? You know, even I for them to too. play good. To play good and lose, or, or make it a close game, or make it just competitive. You know what I mean? Don't don't go out there and get blowed out. Make it competitive. Even if you do lose, make it a a, a good team effort. And I think people respect them a lot more. So it'd be interesting to see what Sunday brings. I can't oh, wait. I agree. I
5: agree. It's, it's gonna, gonna be. be it's
1: going It's going And they're playing a team that's 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 no pushover Oh season. yeah. It's the oh, best team. Yeah. in the- in their division, and people are talking about them being the best team in the NFC right now. Right, it's not a pushover right. team by, by no stretch of the imagination, no whatsoever. Right. Not a pushover team as well. Uh, but, but we, again, uh, as you guys know, on Thursday, this is our huge pick show where we do our picks. We'll be joined by Rick, of course. He picks with us all the time. Rick right. won again uh, last oh, week by one Rick game. He's been so lucky. He's lucky. <laughs> He won by one game last week, so we get a chance to get some redemption on our side, Royce, this time. Uh, and we want to remind everyone, if you guys want to stay in contact with the show, uh, you can always go to our blog, rsportsradio.blogspot.com. And we've been doing some live blogging from the uh, Mavs games, and actually tomorrow night we'll be doing some live blogging from the uh, 76ers uh, game. They come to town to play the Mavs. And the Mavs have been looking pretty good. We get into a lot of that talk. Uh, on the program today as well, too. One other story I want to touch in real quick before we get into the NBA talk is uh, there's another local story that I'm keeping my eye on right now, too, and, and other sports fans should be as well. Uh, and that's the story with Cliff Lee. Now, the Yankees have already been in contact with Cliff. And I find this, you know, I knew this was going to happen, but now that right. it is happening, we got to talk about it at this point. And me, we talked about before that if he doesn't sign back with the Rangers, which I don't know why he wouldn't, he's going to sign with a team like the Yankees. Uh, So the story today, and I'll read this from the USA Today. USA Today has got this on the front page of the sports section. Uh, But the Yankees have actually met with Cliff Lee. Uh, General Manager Brian Cashman traveled to Arkansas on Wednesday uh, and met with Cliff Lee, and they had an arrangement with his agent was there. Um, They also met with his wife as well which I knew they owed, owed her an apology for way they treated her during the playoffs. That had to be. Right. And, right. Uh, and they did say an offer was made, but I saw in the local news yesterday that he's talking about seven years, $160 million.
4: I hate, uh, I hate.
1: Yeah, so that's like the starting point right there. But right. let me ask you, Royce, what do you think of what Clippers are going to do? you think we're going to have him in the Ranger uniform next year, or is he going to go to the Evil
3: Empire? I tell you what, I'd like to be in Cliff Lee's shoes with you, if you're going to ask for that much. You know, uh, I'd like for him to stay with the Rangers, you know, and I don't know if his, you know, anywhere he goes he's going to be rich. Even if he stays here, he's going to be rich. And I don't know if I want to play with the Yankees after they treated my family. You know, from what I understand of the game, they spit on her. They heckle her, you know, doing the game. Imagine, you know, New York is this crew. Imagine if he goes up there and have a bad game. I mean, they're gonna, he's going to be the talk of the town. You know, he's going to boo him. Whereas if he stayed in Texas, he has the chance of repeating. You know, it's a young team. They're on the way up. I think the Yankees are on their way down. So, I don't know. It's a big decision. I don't know if the Rangers can even match that type of money. You know, but i, I like for him to stay. I think his wife likes it there. So, uh, but that's, I wish I was in his shoes. I mean, that's a lot of money. And he can ask for it. You know, his baseball salaries are just out out of the the clouds, you know. So, uh, that's a lot of money. I'd like for him to stay here in Dallas, though. I think he'd be better off in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, now let me ask you. You think his stock went down some?
1: Uh, you know that's that's what I was gonna off? ask you about because because Cliff Lee was such a uh, he was almost like a, a superhero, invincible. Right. Everybody right. talked about how you know um, he, he can't be beaten in the playoffs, things of that nature. And then lo right. and behold, he gets beat twice during the World Series in the in the biggest series for the for the Rangers. Right. But right. the thing is, I don't think it really hurt his stock that much because he's still the best free agent pitcher as of right, right now that's available. And right. teams like the Yankees, they, they, that's what they do. They, they build free agent right. pitchers up. Right. Um, so
3: that's exactly they, what they do. And they buy championships. So money, you know, they, the money is no object for them. So they do buy championships. So, But I, I, to me, personally, I don't know if I'm being biased because I am a Ranger fan and I got excited this season. But I'd like for him to stay. And like I said, uh when they played San Francisco they were such a good team, you know, a dominant team that I whoever they played is gonna be hard to beat. Mm-hmm. Well, but I, I, I really like for him to stay. I, we're you know, it's gonna be interesting to watch his story develop over the summer and see exactly where he goes. I don't think we'll burn his jersey if he left Dallas <laughs> like they did in Cleveland, but uh I I, I hope he stays. I really do. Yeah.
1: I agree with you on that. I, I hope he stays, too. I think I think he's such a good fit for this team because they're so young. Right. You know, right. he can grow with this team and teach this team a few things and show them some stuff. So I, I, I hope he really stays with the team. I really do.
3: And that may bring some other good players to Dallas. You know, by him being here, you know, who else will want to play with Cliff Lee, you know? So it may draw another big name players want to come to Dallas. So we'll see. You know, a lot of them don't want to come to Dallas because of the weather, or uh, the team was losing so much. But right now, they they they're pretty hot. They're in the top five as far as uh, hottest teams right now. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. We're going to follow this story all summer. See, we see where it goes.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Uh, of course, as you guys know, we're going to have a special guest on uh, with us. We, we're going to be joined by Bill Ingram from Hoopsworld.com. We're going to talk a lot of NBA talk. Uh, a lot about the Mavs. Uh, let's see if we can bring Bill on real quick here. Uh, make sure I got Bill on the program. Let's see here. And, Bill, you're live on the uh, RF Sports Radio Show. Can you hear me okay?
0: I can hear you fine. Can you hear me?
1: Good, good. I got you live. I got you on. Hello,
0: Bill. How
1: you doing? Doing great. How are you? Good. Right, it's good. Fine. Now, I do. Want, now while I have you on, I want to ask you just a few questions real quick about the Mavs, first of all. Now, I know you You cover a lot of NBA teams. I know you cover uh, several different teams in the NBA, especially I know your hometown Rockets. I know you cover them to the T. But from what you've seen from the Mavs this year, how do you feel about the way they're working it? Uh, As far as having Tyson Chandler back in their their lineup now as a new player, do you feel like he's a good fit? Do you see a lot of difference between having him versus uh, Dan Pierre in the game?
0: Well, I think that's one of the one of the areas where the Mavs are counting on being better this year is the fact that you have taken away Eric Dampier, who was Mr. Brickhands, uh, you know, a good <laughs> defender, but was not capable of doing anything with the basketball, not particularly good at you know, the lob passes and the kind of things that Jason Kidd is very capable of doing. And Tyson Chandler, on the other hand, is, is much better. Not that he's gonna put the ball on the floor and make a move particularly, but he's very capable of catching Passes above the rim, throwing those down. You know, he, he's a little better around the basket, younger, of course, and a better defender than than Damp. A little more versatile of a player overall. So I think that's you know when you talk about why would the Mavs be better this year than last year, that's that's the primary thing they point to. That and and Roddy Beauvoir, which uh, which he's been injured and we haven't seen him. He, he got injured playing uh, for France, training for for the World Championships this summer. So uh, that's really their two paths to improvement. When you look at, uh, you know, basically the same roster returning from last year, why do you expect better? And those are the two reasons, the upgraded center and, uh, and the progress that they expect Roddy Bobois to make in his second year in the league.
1: So you brought up a good point about uh, Roddy Bobois because this is a player I watched last year. And, Royce, I know you watched him too. And, and the biggest question for us and everyone I talked to was the fact that, you know, Coach Carlisle took him out during that San Antonio series last uh, last playoff, and he was one of the guys that kind of kept him in the series. He had a great game, and we didn't see him again until maybe three minutes left in the fourth quarter in the game that took oh, the him last out of
4: playoff. Yep.
1: Right. <laughs> so do you think that coaches learned his lesson? Do you think he's you know, he got this thing about young players? Uh, I know he's given Dominic Jones a little more time than he gave Roddy Watt at the beginning of last season when he was a rookie. We think Coach Carlisle has learned his lesson. Will he play Roddy
0: more? Uh, you know, Carlisle's been a coach in the NBA for a long time, and he's never been one to play rookies and young players very much. And yeah, we've seen Dominic a few minutes here and there. The problem with with Rick, uh, you know, when you talk to the players themselves, it's that no one really understands his rotation. I don't think Rick understands his rotation. It's very much based on situational dynamics. He just makes an arbitrary decision on the fly. Uh, sometimes that's about who's in the starting lineup, as happened the other night. They started Deshaun Stevenson kind of at the last minute against the right. Celtics. Uh, but, you know, the Roddy Beauvoir thing was very puzzling to me. The the one thing that's missing from the Mavericks offense is unpredictability because they're a I very agree. good transition team. When they're, when they're yeah. on the – you know, that's where Jason Kidd is at his best, uh, creating on the break. But if you can get the Mavs into a half-court game – They're very predictable. They're going to either go to Dirk or Jett, and one of those two guys is going to have to just create something out of thin air. Dirk is very, very good at it, and Jett's one of the clutchest players in the league. Those two guys created a victory over Boston the other night uh, because you had Dirk make just a couple of impossible moves to the basket, scoring over three people on back-to-back possession, and the Celtics had a lapse defensively, left Jason Terry wide open for three, and when the game's on the line, he's going to nail those, and he did. Um, but that's not a formula to win consistently. Certainly not a, a form, you're not going to do that to win a, a playoff series, as Ray right. Popovich showed us last year with the Spurs. But if you can put Bobois in there, somebody who's so quick and can make lightning-fast uh, adjustments off the fly, um, that's the kind of thing that the Mavericks offense misses. And as you saw, as Mavs fans saw that were, that we're wanting to see more of Roddy, um, that's something he can bring. Uh, and so that's what we're hoping well, once he gets the ankle right and we he tells me he's still weeks away. But once he gets right, the hope is that he can bring that element of unpredictability that the Mavs offense so desperately needs.
1: Yeah. And, matter of fact, in the, uh, the Denver Nuggets game, in the locker room I had a chance to talk to Roddy, and I asked him specifically, when can we expect to see him in uniform? He says meeting with the doctor week to week, but he doesn't have a timetable at this point. And I don't see him rushing him back right now either. But that that brings up another question I have for you, is the fact that Dirk is still doing what Dirk does. Um he's still, you know, in that thirty point a night range. He's still the clutch player. But but on this team, who is the number two guy? Is it Karan Butler? Is it Jason Terry? Or is it absolutely the, the Jet. number two every night?
0: It's absolutely Jet. The question with the Mavs mm-hmm. is not who the number two guy is because Dirk and Jet are there every night. Uh, right, right. Jed has an off game once in a while. I'll be honestly, when teams decide, as the Denver Nuggets did uh, in that game that you talk about, they decided in the fourth quarter that they were going to stop Jason Terry and dare right. someone else to beat them, and right. no one else beat them, and that's why there was that huge comeback win for the Nuggets, who were missing three of their top six players, you know, out of their rotation, and, and still won. Uh, and that's and that's what it is. The question is never who the number two guy is going to be because it's going to be Dirk and Jet night after night. But they need someone else to step up consistently. We saw Sean Marion have a great game uh, in right. Memphis, and that right. and that helped them immensely. It. Yeah. Sometimes it is Karan Butler, but it's never the same guy consistently. Mm. You think JJ? Yeah, uh, you think the, the Jet? J- 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 JJ, J-J has, has had two straight good games. Yeah, right. Sometimes yeah. it's JJ, yeah. but not all, not right. every night. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true yeah, they, When you look at the elite or... teams the, the elite teams have a consistent number three guy Not just the top two right. But a consistent right. number three They All right. all the elite teams have a, a number three guy Who's every night going to be consistently there To help win the games when it's time to win
3: Okay, we know this team is a 50-win team We know that's that's almost automatic for the Mavericks Do you see them going in the further this year With the West being
0: as good as it is? That's a tough call, and honestly, I think that all depends on Roddy Beauvoir. It it depends on that element of unpredictability, because when you look at what... uh, So many teams in the West have quick guards that can create something out of nothing, and whether you're talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder, where Russell Westbrook has taken a quantum leap forward this season, not surprisingly. When you talk about, uh, of course, the Lakers are the exception to this, because Derek Fisher doesn't have to be quick. He beats you in so many ways. But Steve Blake has already paid huge dividends for that team. But you could meet the Houston Rockets in the first round, and they've got Aaron Brooks and Courtney Lee and Kevin Martin. You could meet San Antonio with George Hill and Tony Parker, Manny Ginobili. We already know how that series comes out. Uh, so many teams have the small, quick lineups to throw at you, and if you don't have the ability to answer that, you are going to have problems. And, and Greg Popovich exposed that. You know, Jason Kidd is very slow of foot. Jason Terry is not a lockdown defender. He's not particularly quick, though he is clutch. Uh, but yeah. neither of those guys is quick-footed. Neither of those guys is going is to get in the way of, you know, a team that puts two small guards on the line and, and runs them at you and runs them off screens. And that's where the Mavericks are going to struggle. And in a seven-game series, the opposing coach is going to know that, and he's going to be ready to test you in that way. And I really have a hard time seeing this Mavericks team beat a team like a San Antonio or possibly a Houston if they get their front court together and Yao can get back and they can start winning. Or even, you know, like I say, Oklahoma City, the teams that have small guys that they can just swarm around, um, the, the Mavericks are going to have a hard time stopping that consistently.
1: Now, you, you mentioned that every team needs not just a, a two but a three. So let's get into a little bit about the big three uh, down in Miami with the Heat. Now, they're getting ready to lose their another game. I'm watching this game with them in Boston right yep. now and And it was really a lot worse than it is right now. They're down by five if ten seconds ago at this point, but it was even worse than that and that's gonna drop them down uh to what that's five and four now Uh in yep. third place yep. pretty much in the southeast uh division right now so i mean what what's going on with this team? I mean, you mentioned quick guards I saw chris paul dis- dismantle them um already di- already in the season already they can't beat Boston. Oh, they're
5: fat yeah i mean
0: that's, that's a team yeah.
4: Right Remember, so I mean he's going to have trouble
0: beating New Orleans for that exact reason.
4: Yes. Right.
0: The problem with Miami is you're right they have the big three. Uh although I've never been convinced that that Chris Bosh is the star that everyone makes him out to be. I mean I, frankly there are so many power forwards better than him starting with Dirk, Kyle Gasol, uh Al Jefferson. Uh, there are a number of power forwards. He got a lot of hype. Um and also you know I kept I kept thinking I'd rather have David Lee than Chris Fosh, quite frankly. And that was, the Knicks were talking to the Raptors and Brian Colangelo wouldn't pull the trigger on that. And I thought, you know, I'd rather I'd rather have David Lee. He's going to give you the same or better numbers. He's going to be more consistent. He's going to play through injuries. And, and that's what Miami fans are seeing now. Oh, it's, you know, Dwayne Wade's giving them 30 points, 30-plus 30 points, oh. and LeBron had his triple-double the other night. But yeah. uh, Chris Fosh is not a superstar. He's a very good player. He is not a superstar. That concept mm. that you could have three superstars on a team and then the rest of the team doesn't matter,
3: right? <laughs> might work
0: if it was if it was a and so Chris yeah. yeah. that might work. If it was Kyle Gasol, if it was Dirk, right. maybe that right. would work. But what they have are two superstars uh, oh, and one guy who's pretty good, and then they don't have much beyond that. I mean, Mario Chalmers. You know he's even in and out of the lineup. They're they're not even sure he can start or or even play a role. Carlos Arroyo is certainly not an elite point guard. Mike Miller's a very good player, of course he's hurt and that and that hurts them. But the bottom line is after Bosh, LeBron, and and D Wade, really who really who is it? I mean what else do they have on that
4: team? Joel
0: Anthony is not exactly inspiring fear in the hearts of opponents. Uh, and, and Big Z, of course, is getting towards the end of his career. And so yeah, I, I think. There was this concept, and ESPN bet heavily that this would be the case. They deployed an entire group. They bought contracts of beat writers from Cleveland, you know, Brian Windhorst and the guys from around the country, just to cover 24-7, 365 coverage of the Miami Heat. And I thought, you know, they haven't even played a game yet. You can't just roll the ball out and expect three guys to beat five night after night. They're going to beat most teams, but they're not going to beat the Boston's. They did They did have a – they gave Orlando a nice wake-up call, but they're not going to beat Orlando the next time out automatically. This is going to be their second loss to Boston. They're not going to beat the Lakers. They're not going to beat, you know, maybe even a Dallas team. It, it just depends. The top teams in the league that can answer those three guys that have more depth, they're going to give Miami a lot of problems. So so this I concept agree. that the Heat can sign three big-name players and, and win – you know, there were predictions like they were going to beat the Chicago Bulls record <laughs> with Michael Jordan. And I thought, wow, you guys really – Dwayne Wade is every bit as good as that hype deserves. LeBron James is more likely to turn the ball over in the fourth quarter than he is to make a big play. And Chris Bosh is not a big game player. He never has been. So I think it was unrealistic. You know, are they a very, very good team? Are they going to be better as the season moves along? Of course, as those three guys get more familiar and the and the role players start to step up. Yes, they're going to be better than they are right now. But the fact, the idea that they could win 70 games and, and just walk to the championship, that's that's completely unrealistic. Boston is the team to beat in the East. The Lakers are the team to beat in the NBA. The Lakers are undefeated, and Boston's playing well despite the fact that they're missing. You know, Shaq has been out. Jermaine O'Neal only played six minutes in Dallas. He had the injury. Uh, you know, and, and, of course, Kendrick Perkins. So, yeah, Miami's going to be fine. They're, they're going to be a playoff team. They're going to get out of the first first round, second round, maybe make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. But it's way, way too optimistic to just assume that they're going to win the, the Eastern Conference or, or even the NBA Finals because there are some very formidable opponents in their way. Uh, most of which is the undefeated defending champion in uh, Los Angeles Lakers.
1: Yeah. we want to remind everyone we do have uh, Bill Ingram live on the program with us tonight. He's with HoopsWorld.com. You guys can log on to HoopsWorld.com and get your NBA fix, your basketball fix. It's a great website, a lot of information, a lot of great articles, up-to-the-minute stuff. So do log on to HoopsWorld.com and check out A lot of the articles, I know Bill, I know you're on there all the time, so definitely check him out. Before we let you go off the program, I I do want to ask you. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Our our goal is not to discover the Lakers and the heat and the Celtics and the Right. You know, our goal, we're going to talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves. We're going to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. We're going to talk about the Dallas Mavericks, the Houston Rockets, the Spurs, every team in the league has our equal attention, uh, more so than just the top two or three teams, the top two or three players Yes, we'll talk about LeBron. We're also going to talk about Kevin Love. We're also going to talk about Michael Beasley's return. You know, these there are lots of interesting stories around the NBA, and we understand that that's 30 teams and not just three or four.
4: Yeah,
1: that's, that's, that's a huge point. Cause a lot of times we get calls from uh, people from all across the country that want to see people talk about more about their local teams. And if you want to get that done, the best, best option right now is hoopsworld.com. To me, personally, I think they, they cover every particular thing. But while, while we have you on, now you mentioned the Lakers being undefeated. as another undefeated team in the NBA, too. And that's the New Orleans Hornets, a team that's in the Mavericks division. I mean, we talked about Chris Paul maybe not making it the full season, getting traded, although he had two years left on the deal. I mean, yeah. is, this, is this a sign that Chris Paul may be a New Orleans Hornet for a while, or what do you think?
0: Chris Paul doesn't want to be anywhere else. He loves playing for New Orleans. He loves the team. And I'll tell you what, Monty Williams has become his new best friend. When you see Chris Paul talk about his new head coach, his face (laughs) glows. And you see it, the entire team, they've bought in. I mean, normally when there's a new head coach, like with the Clippers, with Benny D, even Tom Thibodeau with with the Bulls, of course, they're missing Boozer, that hurts. But when there's a new head coach, normally it takes a few weeks into the regular season before – the coach and the team get on the same page. But Monty Williams, you know, give this guy credit. He walked into the building, immediately gained the trust of the superstar, and right. everybody else just followed right along and, and got on board. This, the other thing, when you look at the New Orleans Hornets, and people are surprised that they're 6-0, and and it's not that they've had an, a soft schedule. They've beaten some people. Um, right. People forget how good Chris Paul is when he's healthy. You know, last year he was injured came back, wasn't healthy yet. Now he had the whole summer. He's back to beating Chris Paul that we're all, you know, used to seeing. But I think people forget how special. When people ask, who's the best point guard in the league, there's a, the the answer is Chris Paul. Is Darren Williams a good point guard? Yes. Is Derek Rose a good point guard? Yes. John Wall is going to be fabulous. But today, the best point guard in the NBA is Chris Paul. And I think people forget that until you see him healthy. And you see right. that team. I mean, Emeka Okafor looks like an all-star right now. You know right. why? Right. Not yeah. because Emeka Okafor is an all-star player. because uh, he plays with Chris Paul. That's why that's David nice. West was an all-star. This guy makes everybody better, and they have done a great job of putting pieces around him that will help him push that team back to the team. You know, what was it, three years ago, it was down to the last game of the season whether they were going to win the West or the Lakers. Right. And this is where they are again now. And it's it's so much fun to see a superstar get healthy and be back at the level where he was a couple years ago.
1: Wow. Now, before we let you go, I wanted to let you know, we do have a question coming in on Twitter. Someone, uh, Tito Vasquez, wants to know about Yao Ming. What's the status on Yao Ming?
0: Yao has a sprained tendon in his ankle. So uh, unlike Dirk Nowitzki, who sprains his ankle and gets retaped and comes back out, they are so cautious with Yao Ming right now. It's in the same foot that, had the, that he had the 16 screws inserted into, surgically repaired, and missed all of last season. He could have returned last night, but the, the training staff decided to err on the side of caution. So don't blame them, because every time Yao gets hurt, you, you just cringe. Uh, but he could have returned to the game last night and played the rest of the game. The only reason he didn't is because that, that training staff in Houston Wants to make really double, triple sure that oh, he doesn't yeah. in any way do anything to hurt that foot. So it was purely precautionary. I expect him to play, you know, his 20 to 24 minutes uh, next time out. Yeah,
3: I they have a lot
0: invested in.
3: They have a lot invested in. Yeah, I mean, and plus he's an international star. You know, they so, do, and uh, this is
0: the last year of yeah. his contract. And there's a big question wow. as to whether he's ever going to play beyond this year. Uh, whether he'll get another NBA contract, and and most of that depends on, I mean, all of it depends on if he can stay healthy. If he can't, it doesn't do you much good to have a superstar center if he can only play 50 games, 40 games, and he's not healthy for the playoffs. It it doesn't matter how good he is when he's healthy. If he's not healthy for the playoffs, he doesn't help you.
1: Wow. Wow. We learned a lot about the NBA today, definitely. I want to welcome you. Thank you for coming on, number one, and let you know you're more than welcome at any time uh, to come back on the program. It was definitely great having you on big time.
0: Uh, Well, there's so many interesting stories to tell in the NBA league-wide. It's not just the Heat and the Lakers (laughs) and and even Chris Paul. You know, there are great Uh, stories all over the league. And anytime you want to talk NBA, uh, I know what most of those great stories are. So uh, I'd be happy to kick them around with you. Good. Appreciate that. And let everybody know
1: again again exactly how they can keep in contact with what you're doing and
0: uh, hoopsworld.com. You bet. It's Com, You can follow me at Twitter.com forward slash the rocket guy, as in Houston Rockets.
1: And uh, <laughs> we
0: definitely will keep you up to date on everything going on league-wide.
1: Cool, cool. Thank you again for coming on the program, Bill. It's been a pleasure.
0: My pleasure. Anytime, guys. Thanks. All right. Thanks,
1: Bill. Thank you. Wow. Wow, you had a lot to
3: bring to the show, didn't you,
1: Ron? I'm telling you, a lot, a lot. And, guys, that was Bill Ingram from HoopsWorld.com. I want to thank him again for coming up to the program. Uh, this guy could be doing ESPN right now. He's on with us. so That's a huge step for us in the show. Right. I want to thank him right. definitely for coming on. Now, he brought up a lot of good stuff, man. He talked about a lot. And there's a lot of stories going on in the NBA. And I should have asked right. him a lot about John Wall, about some of the rookies coming He's to the league. we we'll have to have him back on. Yeah, about the Jazz, too. we we'll have to have him coming back on the program and talk a lot about that, too. Now, from what he said, Royce, now you have to agree about this uh, Heat team, I
3: know. Oh, yeah. You know, I, when they, when they, when Chris Bosh's name came up, I always thought he was a good player on a bad team. You know, to, uh, coming from Toronto, he, he was a superstar. That was the best in Toronto. And he's not one of the league's top forwards. You know, I, I, a lot of other guys better than him. I, 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 got, I have to agree with Bill. He was absolutely on the run, money about Chris Bosh. Yeah, you're right about that. And we want to remind
1: everyone that you guys listen to us live. You still have time to call in and voice your opinions if you want to react to anything that Bill Ingram said, if you want to bring up any other new topics going on in the world of sports. That number is 323 927 2906. This is Thursday. This is our world famous pick show. We will be joined by Rick later on in the program to do our picks. And, Ross, we got to stomp Rick this time. we got to. we got yeah. to stomp
3: Rick. Yeah, this we definitely time. have to yeah he just
1: really got
3: Is <laughs> that what it is? And, yeah, you know, and with all the upsets that happened in in the n f l you know on Sundays, like Cleveland beating uh, New England, who would have ever thought that that would happen? He just got lucky. I'm gonna get lucky one week, so i right, we'll get it
4: back,
1: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to now while we while we before we get into the picks real quick, let's get into a couple of other uh big stories going on in the world of sports right now, um, and I want to definitely get into this um. Thing with Randy Moss. Now, now we've been on the show a long time, and every time we go on, man, it's like Randy Moss is on a different team. He's saying some of the news. But he'll get his start this weekend with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, he came out and had a few comments in the news as well, too. Now, Ross, what do you expect from Randy Moss? This is his third team this season. Has he learned his lesson?
3: Is he ready to play? I mean, what do you think? I, I think Randy Moss gives 115% Sunday. He's with a new team. I think he's happy. I think they welcome him. Jeff Fisher is not like any of the other coaches he had, other than Belichick. Uh, he, he, it's time to make Vince Young shine. Vince Young is happy. I think they welcome him. And I heard some of the guys that that you know talk on ESPN that play with Randy Moss. If it's part, you know, when he's with you, he's with you hundred percent. He has the best work ethics, you know, in football. And he can do a lot for this Tennessee team. And all they needed was a deep threat, and they got it right now. I look for Randy Moss to have a very big game Sunday. Then, of course, now he's signing for a contract.
1: Yeah, I know. Let me read you some of the comments that Randy has said in the news, and this is what he commented on yesterday. He only talked to the news for about three minutes before he ended the whole thing with, I got to go, or that's enough, I'm done. So he he said that in the early season he wasn't going to talk to the to, the, uh, to press anymore this season, but he did a couple of – did three minutes with him yesterday. One of his quotes he said is, I said it before, I didn't want to go to Minnesota and mess anything up, but I guess everybody blamed me for it, so am I going to say it again? I'm not coming here to start no trouble. I'm just coming in here to work every day and hopefully win.
3: Well, you know, Minnesota was bad. That? Minnesota was a bad fit for him because well, from everything I'm hearing, coming out of Minnesota, nobody likes the coach, and uh, when you don't like the coach, most of the players don't play very well. But uh, from what I heard, that's a big mess up there. Uh, I think he walked right into it. You know, I don't think he had a choice in the matter where he went. You know, they sent him there, and I think he just basically didn't like Brad Chiefs Yeah. Yeah,
1: and they asked him about Minnesota, and this is what he said about Minnesota. He says that I love being there, and it just didn't work out. I had my own beliefs and what I believed in, and Childress had his. And i and am I bitter or am I mad that he let me go? He says no. He says you never know what the future holds, but right now I'm a Tennessee Titan, and I'm here to do whatever Coach Fisher wants me to do. right. So do we take it that the question is, are we taking Randy Moss's word for it? I mean, he's got to be feeling—he's got to be feeling a certain way. This is his third team in one year. I mean, at some point you got to kind of look yourself in the mirror. You know, you got to have that come to Jesus moment where you're like, okay, I'm on my third team. I, I don't have any more chances. You know, but it, he's got to have a chip on the shoulder at the same time. You know, I expect I, him to do some big things—real
3: big things. Know this, this is it for Randy Moss. You know, if he don't make it here, I don't think he goes in the further. You know, he's a free agent next year, and uh, if he doesn't uh, do good here, I don't think his, his stock is going to drop. Uh, and I, I don't think nobody will want him. If he can't play for Jeff Fisher, you can't play for
1: anybody. Yeah, yeah. Let's bring on, of course, another contributor to the program. He's going to be live with us on the picks as well. Let's welcome Rick to the show. Rick, what's going
3: on, man? How you doing?
6: What's up, boys?
3: How y'all doing? How's it going tonight, boys? How's it going, man? Uh, Rick, I'm in a good mood. I'm celebrating Veterans day. Okay, uh, Okay. Okay. Wow. All right, right on.
4: Now,
1: now, when you came on the program, we were talking about Randy, him being a Tennessee Titan. I read a couple of comments that he's made as well. I mean, what are you expecting out of
2: Randy this Sunday? I don't know, man. There's something in, the, in me that, that, that takes him for his word, you know. I think Randy mean what he say. You know, I, I I don't see why he shouldn't give him the benefit of the doubt, but, you know, I expect Randy to go out on the field, you know, with a chip on his shoulder. I really do. I mean, I think for anything it's probably more embarrassing for him to have moved around so much this year, especially knowing the type of receiver he is. And, you know, I think he's a competitor. Maybe just the stuff up in Minnesota didn't work out. You know, it was it was short lived, so nobody should even be even really even be discussing it now. You know, I mean it's it's that's it's gone. That was real quick. That was a quick situation. So let's see what he do in Tennessee. I think he's show sure gonna help Vince Young and Chris Johnson. though. right, oh yeah. yeah, it's
3: gonna definitely have Chris. It's gonna definitely have Chris because that's gonna really he won't, he won't see an eight man front Sunday.
2: Uh, they at the double team Randy, so it's really you gonna a I man. Yo, right. that, I definitely agree. He wants yeah. an eight man front. He rarely see seven, bro. Right. <laughs> now here's some of the
1: things that Chris, uh, uh, I mean, sorry, Coach Fisher had to say. He says, "I'm not going to deal with the hypotheticals when it comes to Randy, and I don't have any issue with anything he's done right now." That sounds a lot like what Brad Childers was saying at one time. Well, speaking of Brad, I mean, what's what? What's the deal with Brad? y'all think he's going to make it this season? They were ready to fire him if they lost that game last Sunday. Uh,
3: they were ready to fire him last year, if you can remember. I mean, a couple of years ago. Uh, the word out now, Rodney, is the players just really don't like him, and I think this is his last year. You know, he had, he had some, uh, some Adrian Peterson. You know, you got Brett Paul. I mean, you got a good team he got some good players on. And if, if they're just going to, there's something wrong, you know. I don't know what the situation is in Minnesota, but it's pretty bad. Rick, what I do think you think?
1: You think you think Jeff is you, – you think he's saying this because, hey, that's what he needs to say? I mean, well, Jeff is a no-nonsense guy. He's, he's black and white, you know, type of right. guy. And he's in a position where he can just cut Randy. But is Jeff that kind of coach that can get Randy, you know, playing and back on track and – and giving it his all on every play.
2: I don't, I don't see why not. You know, Jeff Fisher's had his, his share of what they would be perceived as bad people on a football team. He's had his share of them. You know, and like I say, either it works out or, you know, Jeff Fisher's going to pretty much get rid of them. I couldn't really explain what is going on up in uh, Minnesota, but I, I can pretty much tell you this. Without question, no matter what they do, you know, he won't be there next year. You know, uh-huh. but if they get out there, and they, if they get out there and they lose two or three more games, I, I, I wouldn't think he would make it past that. And
3: plus, yeah. he's playing with a winning team. Tennessee is right up there on top with in their division, and they, he has a good chance of going to the playoffs with Tennessee than he would be with Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Oh I yeah, agree.
1: without question. We're going to see about that. Before we get into our world-famous picks, uh, we want to remind everyone, if you listen to the show at a later date, if you're downloading the show on um, podcast, you're more than welcome to follow the show at rfsportsradio.blogspot.com or find us at blogtalkradio.com slash rfsports. And you can follow us on Twitter as well at rfsportsradio. Uh, keep up to date with us. We will be blogging live from the Mavericks game tomorrow. When they take on the seventy sixes, you don't want to miss that. We give you guys up-to-the-minute information, up-to-the-quarter information, um, and we'll be doing some special things. And, and, Rick, you get a chance to join us on that broadcast uh, for tomorrow live from the AAC, which is going to be a, a, a huge deal, uh, something we're doing with the Mavs right now. Now, before we get into the uh, Pixel though, real quick, to. now, Rick, Rick, you've been, you've been following this story kind of for us real quick, so I want you to kind of update it. Me and Royce haven't talked about this a lot on the show right now, and that's the deal with this Cam Newton, uh, the quarterback from Auburn. And Actually, a story broke right here in Dallas on the radio uh, that's having some repercussions that go th- go throughout the NCAA right now. Why don't you give us up-to-date information about this Cam Newton situation?
2: Well, the, the, the guy that was talking, I mean, his name was uh, Kenny Rogers, and he was a, a former player at uh, Mississippi State. And um, I believe his, his position is he's the type of guy that, like, um, helps uh, players, you know, get recruited. You know, those type of players that are not getting recruited, he helps them out. Or players that has been into some trouble, he'll still help them out and help them get recruited. Uh, but they uh, – they pretty much, you know, try to pin the situation on him according to their side of the story. They try to pin the situation on him saying that, you know, if anything, he was the one that's after the money. But he told his side of the story and let everyone know that, you know, uh, he talked to um, Cecil, you know, which is the kid's father. He talked to yeah. him, and he literally said, you know, that, yeah, it's going to take uh, more than just a scholarship to get our to get my son. You know, but he did mention that when he said that they were all at at some hotel. I don't remember exactly which one it was, but they were at a hotel, and it was uh, Kenny Rogers, the father, and two coaches from Mississippi State. You know, but he did say that those coaches backed off. He never mentioned who the coaches were, but he did say they backed off and pretty much said, oh, no, 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 you know, we can't hear nothing like that. You know, he did say the coaches said that. Um, but he asked for anywhere from a hundred thousand to a hundred and eighty thousand. That's the number that wow. they're putting on it right now. Wow. Well you know in every
3: every every young kid that gets recruited or uh signed letters of intent, there's always a uncle in the background. <laughs> they want something. You know they I mean? They want something, you know. For the kid. I mean, if you look at every, everybody, I saw a story the other day on ESPN. They're talking about one of the uncles that almost going to deal for one of the recruits because he was asking for stuff. He was thinking, telling the kid, you know, you can get more, you know, and they see other players doing it. You know, but it, it, that's in everybody's family. You know,
2: that's in everybody's. It's a sad thing, you know, to I me. Mean? Because they are really Especially missing up. This one happens to be his father too. Right, you right, know, right. So right I, you know, you never know what that situation is about. You know, obviously somebody was throwing some money around. No matter who's at fault, you know they right. they brought up actually other people two alumni and other other people that that played for the team. You know, the guy said once he talked to the father, he even mentioned that the father talked to him at a gas station and asked him, you know, is the deal done? But he right. mentioned he didn't know exactly what that particular deal was, you know. Right. So he called somebody, you know, in the circle that he figured would know, you know, some answer. And he called and left him a message, didn't even talk to him. So he's really given up all the beans from, you know, his side of the story because everybody's trying to right. pin it on him now. I mean, yeah. it's a crazy it's a crazy situation. But they did say that the kid committed to Mississippi State, and then all of a sudden, boom, boom, all
1: of Wow. Well, you know, if, you, know, if you, you look know, back, but the Think about this is this is, this is uh, basically just like a, a Reggie Bush uh, type of situation, but we're hearing about this while this guy is playing. And I think this was making everybody kind of look back at it like, okay, what happens? And since this interview has aired, uh, Yahoo Sports is actually reporting uh, right now that there's a possibility Auburn might sit Cam Newton this Saturday for playing. Because the repercussions if this is true is gonna reach That's back true. not just into Cam Newton but into Auburn and, and with suspensions they're gonna face and sanctions. Uh their record being forfeited for the games he did play in. And apparently Mississippi State contacted the SEC about this in January, but never made mention of any particular phone calls or, or money, uh exact you know, the numbers that now Kitty Rodgers is saying or said on the news um on the radio today. But let me ask you this: What what should Auburn do? And Royce, you can answer this question: Should they bench him now? You know, should this guy's the Heisman leading Heisman candidate right now. I mean, he's yeah. he's he's got this team undefeated in the SEC. That they they got a clear path to the championship that they can win out. I mean, do you cool, think that they should cool. bench him now?
3: Right. Well, you know, Rodney. From what I heard, the kid, the kid does have a pretty bad checking pass too. You know, he got caught with a stolen laptop. There's a lot of things. Now, for what i have seen, you know, he's changed stuff around. It's it's sad, but if I was over the over the athletic department to keep my school from being penalized or in a good season, you know, if there's any remote chance that this did happen, I I I would I would sit him out. I mean, you know, if you think it's coming, try to nip it beforehand. And if it does come out, they're going to get axed anyway. So, you know, do you let him play? I don't know, that's a good question. I'll delete that up to the left director. You know, Rick Williams.
1: You out, play. Didn't subvention right away after hearing these allegations? No, no, no. Know,
4: know,
2: it's going to come anyway. It's
4: going
2: you know, to come anyway. It's a, it's a tricky situation, you know. I mean, it's really bad publicity for, for Auburn. But at this point, look, man, this is something that goes on. It's been going on. It's going to continue going on until somebody finally gets caught, you know, right. and then it's just a bad situation, you know, until you know they put a rule on it or a law on it or whatever the case is. At this point, I would go ahead and play it. If he's going to get caught, they're going to take away the games or, you know, the Heisman or whatever, however far it goes. If he gets caught, they're going to take all that away, you know. So just go ahead and let him play. If he gets caught tomorrow, they're going to take it away. If he gets caught at the end of the year, they're going to oh, take it away. Don't. You might as well go right. take That's your right. chance.
1: That's right. You, might you know, you take no your chance. chance. We, we talked talk about this spokesperson, uh, Stacy Osborne, commented on Yahoo Sports. She said the solicitation of cash or benefits by a prospective student athlete or another individual on his or her behalf is not allowed under the rule, and that's the rule that they're going to be going by. And the FBI has actually picked up this investigation. Uh, They're going to be doing their own investigation as well, and they're going to be talking to some of his former teammates uh, or former players from Mississippi State, and one in particular, the guy that blew the whistle in the first place, Uh, and that was, what is guy John Bond. He's the one that made the initial inquiry to the NCAA about Newton since he didn't end up coming to Mississippi State. Now, Russ, you going to say something about whether he should play or not?
3: Well, you know, like I said, it, it's going to happen anyway because uh, the game be played, if he's caught, is going to get forward anyway. So you might as well go ahead and plan. But the bad thing, you know, we talked about this on the earlier show. Until they make this a law where it's, it's, it's a criminal offense, it's not gonna stop happening because rules are always gonna be broken. People gonna always find a way around them, and the only way to do this is make this a, a really a law. So uh, you might as well plan because it's gonna. You know, if it happens, it happens anyway. I agree with Rick.
1: Yeah,
3: and of course they they did have another
1: allegation about him cheating on a a test and all this right. other stuff, but you know what? I'm like you guys. If you dig deep enough, you can find whatever you want to find. You
4: know, right.
1: there, there's several skeletons in the closet on a lot of
4: NCAA
1: players. Some players that have won Heisman trophies and that went on to win uh, Super Bowl championships and get millions of dollars. So if you want to go look at everyone with a fine or comb, go through everyone with a fine tooth comb. You got to go through everyone. You know, I mean, no one is. No one's
2: not guilty in this thing.
1: Not not by any. You know,
2: you know, they're gonna find something. You know, they're gonna find something. Uh, look, especially with the FBI in it, they're gonna find something. It's way too much smoke out there right now for it not to be a fire somewhere. It's gonna. Right. They gonna find something.
1: And uh, speaking of NBA, this halftime on the Falcons and Ravens game. Again, we didn't get the picks as it comes on on Thursday. And the Ravens, uh, I mean the Falcons, are leading the Ravens right now, thirteen to seven, uh, and it's actually in the getting ready to go into the fourth quarter right now. So okay. I, I thought the Falcons would win this game. Be honest, with you. I mean the Ravens win this game. I guess the Falcons are showing everybody that they just might be uh, the best team in the NFC right now.
2: So we'll definitely win. We, it's a good thing they're playing now because if I would have picked that game, I would have picked the Ravens. Me <laughs> <laughs> too. Yeah, Rick. And <laughs> so
1: what we're going to do with that game is we're going to give everybody an a automatic win on okay. that game. You know, we're going to so give everybody an automatic ahead. win. So we're all starting out 1-0 right now. So, so so let's just start at 1-0. And, and, Rick, as you know how this game works, how we do the picks, we do them every Thursday. We review them on Tuesday. And whoever wins the week before gets a pick first. Uh, so you get a right chance on. to kind of pick first again. You know how that works. If you guys want to get in on the picks, you're more than welcome to call in and join the show, 323-927-2906 is the number. And let's get into the picks real quick. Of course, everybody's starting out 1-0 uh, when it comes to the um, to the Falcons and the Ravens game. So let's start out with some of the early games. And the first game we got the pick is going to be live in Buffalo at Ralph Wilson Stadium. I know it's going to be cold up there. It is November. And you got the Detroit Lions leaving their confidence of the dome Going to play the Buffalo Bills and Ralph Wilson, a team that hasn't won yet, and I picked in a win against the Bears. They disappointed me. So, Rick, do you have the Buffalo Bills getting their first win of the season at home
2: against the Detroit Lions? I, I feel like going with the Bills. I am mm. going to do that today. I think I'm going to go with the Bills, man. I mean, uh, Matthew Stafford is out, even though Sean Hill is going to come in and perform, I even mean, as long as they got Calvin Johnson, they're going to be able to do something. But Buffalo do. They do, man. They do. They need a win right now. They are due for a win. And they're
1: talking about Matthew Stafford being out indefinitely uh, for All the rest right. of the season. That's another shoulder injury for this guy. And, and think about it. Buffalo, I mean, Detroit could have won that game if Yudama Konsu could have kicked it straighter. Uh, they might have won that game. Uh, so you never know. But who Who knows who's going to kick field goals this game either. So, Royce, you got the Bills winning their first game against Detroit?
3: The Bills are going to win a game, and I think it's going to be Sunday. I don't think Detroit Hmm. can play out of the dome. If Stanford's out, I got to go with Buffalo.
1: Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and make it a trifecta. I'm going to go with Detroit. I mean, uh, Buffalo, too. Yeah, I like like Buffalo's chances. I like Buffalo's chances right now, like you said. No Matthew Stafford. We don't know if he's going to kick field goals. It's almost like a perfect storm for Buffalo to get that first win. So we are going with Buffalo in this game. Uh, next game we got to pick, we got the Minnesota Vikings going to Soldier Field to play the Chicago Bears. This is a division rivalry game. Uh, Rick, let me know who you're picking, man. You're going with Brett Favre. You're going with Jay Culler, Mike Morris offense. You know, wait, what you going to
2: do? I'm going with the Bears at all. Wow, I think the, the Bears at is, home? I'm going with the Bears at home. The Vikings is about to fall apart, man. I'm going with the Bears at home. Brett Favre, can, he can do it. He can only do it so long. I think the Bears might have a chance of getting there and getting on him, knocking him out for the game because he knows he going to come back the next game. But, you know, I, I, I feel good about the Bears on this
1: one. I think I, I'm going to pick the Vikings on this game. I think, I think they had a, a real spark. Last week coming back from 14 down, uh, winning the game the way they did. I saw Brett Favre kind of act like the old Brett Favre from last season, getting all excited, being with the players. Regardless of what this coach is doing or how he's behaving, Roy, you said to yourself, the players they have to play no matter what, what coach is doing. And I like the way the players are playing. I think that right now they're playing for each other. They know they need a win right now. Uh, this is all set up for them to get back into the playoffs, so they can win these next couple
3: of games. So I'm gonna go with Minnesota to win this game. Boy, I hate to go against Brad Far, but I'm gonna go ahead and pick Minnesota to win. I think the front, they defensive front four is gonna put so much pressure on Jay Cutler that uh, I can. They are too. yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna, I, and I think uh, Brad Far, got one more miracle. <laughs> I'm going to go with Minnesota, right. I'm going to go with Minnesota. And
1: hopefully he didn't use up his miracle last game. Right, right, right. Hopefully he didn't do that. But I like that pick. So, Ricky on a limb on that game, that's going to be your your first limb game, your first separation game is going to be taking the Bears to beat the Vikings. Uh, we got the Jets uh, going on the road to play the Cleveland Browns, a hot Cleveland Browns team, a hot young quarterback in Colt McCoy, He's beating the Patriots. He's beating the Saints. I mean, now you got the Jets coming into town. And this team plays well at home. Don't forget Peyton Hillis, how he's running the ball. I mean, so who are you picking? really you like the Jets or do you
2: like the Cleveland Browns? I'm going with the Jets. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I think the Jets are going to pull this one out. I mean, give Cleveland credit for what they've been doing. I do think that they've been playing well. And, you know, I appreciate them beating the Patriots. You know, I, I, you know, I give Cleveland credit. They play good. I really think Cleveland gets up for for big games, you know, and I do think that other teams don't get up for Cleveland like that. They, you know, just kind of look over them. But you got to give Cleveland credit. They've been out there taking taking advantage of everything that these so-called good teams have been giving them, you know. But I don't think they'll be able to stop uh, the Jets from coming in there and running the ball. I think and Thomason is going to have a pretty good game on them, and I think the Jets' defense is just going to be too much.
1: Mm. Roy, so you like this game. you picking the Cleveland Browns to keep
3: rolling? I think the Jets have Wins stagnant. I don't know if they're going to be stagnant this week. But I tell you what, the Cleveland Browns made me a believer. You know what he always say, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. I see them going on a roll the second half of this season. Mm. So you're going with nice. Cleveland? I'm going to Cleveland. My surprise pick. Wow! Ticket. Wow! That's a big pick, man. That's a big right. pick. They made believers mm-hmm. out of me
1: last week. Oh yeah, I mean, don't, don't get me okay. wrong. They, they deserve. Right. They deserve you to pick them after right. the way they've right. been playing
4: right. Right. the last right. two weeks.
1: You know what I'm saying? But right. but the thing about I think about Cleveland is I'm looking at them beating the Patriots now. The Patriots are not a very good off a defensive team. Excuse me. Uh, And the Saints are not a very good defensive team. You know, they're putting up a lot of points right now, but they're stopping offenses that are not that good like a Seattle Seahawks team. So I'm going to have to go with the Jets because the Jets got a better defense. I think they'll slow them down a little bit. I don't think Peyton Hills is going to run like he's been running, uh, especially last week. And I think hopefully Sanchez is going to be a better quarterback on Sunday than Colt McCoy. Although you know, you know hasn't thrown for a touchdown, but he's right. been a leader out there.
3: And you know what? I think Cleveland believes that they can beat anybody. And oh you know, yeah, that makes, I bet they, they, do they do. When you
2: believe you can, right? Right. I bet they do. They yeah. don't beat the Saints and the Patriots. I bet right. they are going out there, you know, just way up in the air. They feel good about right. what
3: they're doing. Right. Right. I think they believe they can. I do. I think they're going to be the surprise team of the second half. That's my pick. <laughs>
1: That's a good pick. That's a good pick. So, Royce, this is going to be your separation game right there, your limb game. Oh, it's going to be the Browns to beat the Jets, and your separation comes <laughs> in right
5: there. <laughs> right. I know now, we've got Rich, you know, Carolina, Carolina Panthers, morning, uh, a too.
1: one-win team, similar to another team we got to discuss tonight as well, and they're going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is anybody giving Carolina a chance to beat the Buccaneers on the road? Anybody? No, I'm not. No. Yeah, I'm Bueller? not either.
3: I'm not either. <laughs> okay.
1: I'm not either. <laughs> so, we're going to pick the Bucks to win that game. That might be the that might be the biggest ball game of the week. You never know.
4: Right,
1: right. Where their offense is performing. Who knows if they're going to play, play quarterback for Carolina. They might have three quarterbacks like they had last week. Last, you know. yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, you got the uh, Houston Texans going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars coming out for bye week. They had two weeks to prefer, prepare for this team. Oh, that's and, a hard and, pick. And Houston, we we all picked in the win last week, and they lost at home. Right. Uh, now they're going on the road, and, and we now know how bad this Houston secondary is. And right. we saw with Jackson. The last time we saw Jacksonville, they were torching the Cowboys for thirty-eight points. So, right. uh, Rick, who are you picking this game? You like the Texans or you like the Jaguars at home? Actually, I think I'm
2: gonna go with the with the Texans. You know, I do really think long. the Jaguars. You know, yeah, I think the Jaguars feel good about you know what they did, but they caught a Cowboys team in a bad situation, man. And the Cowboys ain't playing that well; they playing like the worst defense in the league, worst offense in the league. You know, and Jacksonville went out there and really, really took advantage of that, like they were supposed to. You know, I don't think Cleveland. I don't think uh, Houston is is gonna go in there and be as light on them as the Cowboys was. I think Houston will get them a whole lot better game. Royce, who so you picking this game?
3: Well, you know what, now, I, I drunk some of the Texas Kool-Aid. I, I fell right into it. And to me, it's, it's, it, they going back to the same old up-and-down ways. And Jacksonville plays everybody hard. I mean, they play everybody hard. I'm going to go with them. I say Jones, mm. Drew, have a good day because the, uh, Houston defense, I don't think it's tough enough to stop them. mm. I'm going
1: with the Jags, too. I'm going with the Jags, too, because I think that, number one, that their quarterback has got to have so much confidence right now. He's coming off a career game uh, two weeks ago against the Cowboys where he threw for four touchdowns, ran for one. And I think his confidence is going to be so high. He's going to take so, so much of a command of that offense. I mean, they passed the ball well uh, that game against the Cowboys, and he's going against the even worse, if you can believe even worse, right. uh, secondary than what the Cowboys have. So, Right. I think that, you know, he can definitely light up the the Texans like he lived, the Cowboys, especially at home. So I'm going to go with Jacksonville to win this game. So, Rick, you got two separate separation games on you already. But, again, you're not afraid of that. I mean, you won two weeks in a row.
2: So don't worry about that, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah, I ain't worried about it at all. But, you know, I, I really do think, you know, Houston's going to go out there and, and do some things. You know, I think that Bob week might even – Uh, hurt uh, David a little bit, you know. I don't think, you know, maybe he's not able to sustain that same rhythm that he had, you know. I mean, he took advantage of the Cowboys, man. David, Houston's going to have a better pass rush than what the Cowboys did. And the bye week has not been kind
1: to the NFL teams. A lot of teams come out the bye week, come out real, real slow. Uh, The bye week has not been a good thing so far this season at all. Um, they, now that you got the game that we've already kind of touched on earlier before uh, you got the uh, Tennessee Titans on the road Going to play Miami In Miami Now the, the, the key about this game is the fact that Of course they're going to have Randy Moss On the Tennessee offense But you know Vince Young did not practice uh, Actually Kerry Collins Took most of the first team snaps It's going to be a game time decision For Vince Young whether he can play But on the other side of the ball Chad Henney's not going to play. They actually bench Chad Henney and go with Chad Pennington. He's going to start this game. You know, I don't know why they're doing this. I think it's a, a total panic move by the coach. But now you may have two different quarterbacks in. You do got Randy Moss in, a new wide receiver. So, I mean, who do you, who do you like this game, Rick? Do you like the Titans with Kerry Collins possibly and Randy, or
2: do you like, you know, the Dolphins with, with Chad well, Pennington? I, I, I think with, you know, either quarterback, they both veterans, they both uh, should be able to come in and command the offense, you know, but I like the the Randy Moss and Tennessee Titans situation. You know, I think um for Randy Moss, he's played with Kerry Collins before. You know, so Kerry Collins can throw him the ball. They have, you know, some some chemistry. You know, that shouldn't even be a problem for Tennessee at all and Kerry Collins is able to go out there and command the Tennessee offense. You know, so you know, I, I really feel good about Tennessee. I think they'll go that
1: know. And real quick, I want to stop real quick right fast. We just had an incident at the uh, LA Laker and Denver game. Someone threw something and hit, run our tests in the back of the head. Uh, no, you someone, someone, Yeah, someone from the Denver Nuggets crowd just threw something and hit, run our tests in the back of the head. They haven't they showed the yet. They get out of the stands. So yeah, they, they, just
5: out
3: of out. They, they
1: just escorted them out. They just escorted them out the stands right now. So. Right. Right. You heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it okay. here first. But yeah. someone just actually right. threw something in the crowd and hit Ron Artes in the back of the head. But they haven't, well, they better they run haven't out shown the then. replay of so it yet, but something's happened, yeah. Something's he's happened. coming we'll at it. it. Yeah, we'll see that on Sports Center later on tonight. Shut All up. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something that's happened in Denver, so. Right,
2: you better, better get Ron Ron along, man. Ron up in
1: the stands yeah. on you, man. I'm trying to tell you, right. if he ain't showed you, if he ain't showed you already, right. you know if he ain't showed you already, but he will do that. Yeah.
6: You know, he will heart. come
3: after you, right? He you know, know what, what I'm saying? saying? Well, he was one of
1: them
6: little stocky dudes. He wasn't them big stocky dudes. <laughs> right, right. Ron right. right. was
2: about six nine, two fifty on them about right. <laughs>
4: Right.
1: One part, now, As far as the Tennessee and Miami game goes, uh, I'm going to pick the Titans to win this game. Uh, and that's only because uh, Kerry Collins and, and Randy Moss have played together before in Oakland, yeah. if you guys remember. Uh, and the first time they played together, uh, uh, Collins hit them for a 75-yard touchdown to opening drive uh, to start yeah. their season when they played at Oakland. So I think these guys got somewhat of a chemistry. So I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to definitely go with um, – Titans to win this game. Royce, who did you pick this game? Did you pick the Dolphins?
3: Are you kidding right now? you trying to make my pick even worse. I'm going with <laughs> Tennessee because Randy Moss didn't catch 150 touchdowns for nothing. I say he has 153 by Sunday night. And we're going to have three Wow. Hunter, you
4: say you're
6: going to have three touchdowns? <laughs> three touchdowns. Wow, man. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs>
3: If that. I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, I'm a genius. <laughs> For real, Rick,
1: you know Rick, know. Rick, what was your pick yeah. again?
3: Let's listen. Oh, I'm taking the Titans tonight. on that.
1: Okay, yeah, that's so we the all the Titans. The Titans. We all got Tennessee to to win okay. on the road. There,
0: right. another
1: game that we need to pick is the uh, is the Cincinnati Bengals coming off a a loss, uh, basically a, a season killing loss. Uh, against the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers, and they're going on the road to play the Indianapolis Colts, so it doesn't get any easier for Cincinnati right now. Um, of course, you, you guys know how I feel about the Colts right now, those two, although uh, Cincinnati, T.O. is really making my fantasy team look good right now.
4: Uh-huh. But,
1: Rick, I got to get your opinion first. Who are you picking, the Bengals or the uh, Colts? Uh,
2: the Colts lost last week, didn't they? You know? No, the coach yeah, lost. I'm no. sorry, they did lose last right. week. Right. They lost, right. lost, too La- La- lost so last week, you know. Right. They don't right. lose too many games in a season. And, you know, right. with a team like right. Cincinnati, I think the Colts will really take advantage of them. They lose, the right. coach will lose, but it's, it seems like, you know, there's it's it's synced it's in there somehow. You know, they'll lose four right. or five games or something like that, but, right. you right. know, they don't lose too many in a row. Right.
3: Roy, are you picking? i, I got to go with Rick on this, so maybe my pick will be better this week. But I, I'm going with them because Cincinnati has failed to show me anything. That defense would tear Carson Palmer up, and I've seen him throw a lot of – he's not the same quarterback he was last year. And yeah, uh, he, he, even if he went out, you got another Palmer in there. His brother's the backup. But <laughs> I, I say Peyton Manning, they don't lose two in a row. I
6: gotta yeah. go with yeah, it's hard for
1: him to lose in bro. And they've only right. lost they only lost last week really a product of this new receiving court that peyton gotta deal with. I mean they dropped right. a lot of passes too.
2: Right.
1: passes that, right. normally, that tight
2: end was terrible, yeah. wasn't
1: he? He was terrible. He was terrible. Normally passes that, that tight end Dwight Clark would catch, so right. that's understandable. Uh real quick we got about uh twelve minutes left in the program, so we do gotta talk of course about the Cowboys chances uh this Sunday. Well, let's pick the rest of the games real fast here. You got Kansas City at Denver. Uh, Rick, you like this game? Kansas City is going to Denver? Yeah, going to Denver.
2: Uh, mm. I think I'm going to have to go with Denver on this one. Ooh. Yeah, hmm. I think I'm going to have to go with Denver on this one. You know, I'm not really big on picking the Broncos. I think the, the Kansas City Chiefs have been playing well. I got to start giving them credit for it. But, Seems like Denver, you know, at some point they got to start getting it together, and this might be a good game for them. and they're playing at home. Right.
3: Well, hello? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead, Russ. The forecast calls for snow, favorite Denver. I got to go with Denver on this, and it's going to be snowing up there. Nobody Mm -hmm. plays better in snow than the Broncos. Wow.
1: Okay. I'm gonna go with Kansas City. Kansas City, I think they're a better team. Yeah, I'm out there by myself finally on the game, but I'm going with Kansas City. That's gonna be my that's gonna be my separation game. I picked them a lot this season too, and they've done good for me and they've done bad for me. But I'm gonna go with them to beat Denver. I don't think Denver's that good of a team, so it's just only a matter of time before Tebow's taking over that team. It might be sooner than later. We never know. Uh, right. We do have another late afternoon game That's Seattle. They're going on the road to play Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals, of course, we saw how they looked uh, last week. They played um, – Cardinals last week, they played uh, the Minnesota Vikings and lost an over there. Right, right. Yeah,
4: right. yeah right. So they, they played a they, they the
1: real, real close game. Yeah, they played a real close game and lost 27 to 24. Uh, and they let Brett Favre kind of come back with them with 14 points in the – Uh, 14 answer points basically in the fourth quarter to put in overtime. So let me ask you first, Rick, of course, do you like Seattle or do you like Arizona at home? I'm I'm
2: going with the Cardinals at home. You know, I think Seattle's got them some wins, but I don't think that team is really that good anymore. I was giving them credit earlier, but it's just I don't think that team is really that good. The Cardinals, they've been out there. They've been playing hard. They just haven't been coming away with the wins like they should have been. You know, I think the Cardinals will have more than what Seattle will have out there, so I got to go with the Cardinals.
1: Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Plus, the Seattle's coming off a three-point performance as well right. too from last week. So, Royce, are you picking this game? You
3: like Seattle? You like Arizona? I- I'm gonna go to Arizona. Seattle has no offense unless they bring back Sean Alexander.
4: <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going <to> Arizona. <laughs>
3: I'm gonna ride that <laughs>
1: Arizona train with you. I'm gonna go with the Cardinals, right. as West well, too. That boy <laughs> no, a good no, That boy well, ain't been nothing since he came out of the match. <laughs> <laughs> they
6: had that since they had either. <laughs> right.
1: Right. <laughs> another uh, another uh, West divisional game. You got St. Louis at San Francisco. Uh, Ricky, picking this game. Uh, I'm going with
2: the Rams on this one. So the Rams Even though they're playing in, yeah, they're playing in San Francisco. The Rams have been, you know, playing pretty well. I'm 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 giving a little credit to the Rams. I'm going with them. Okay.
1: The Rams, of course, y'all know San Francisco did get another win. They had a bye week last week, but they got another win with their new quarterback, Troy Smith. He's a talk of San Francisco right now. Uh so Royce are you picking, you like Saint Louis, you like uh, San
3: Francisco? Well, last time I picked against San Francisco, against the Rangers, and San Francisco won. I'm going with San Francisco. Mm. So you like what Troy Smith is doing then? Yeah, I like it. I think they, I think they got a taste to win I think they like it. So we'll see. Maybe they I'm get going together
1: with the Rams. Now. I'm going with the Rams. I've been riding with the Rams, Sam Bradford, Stephen Jackson. I'm riding with them. I like the Rams. I think the Rams are, are, are going to do it this time. I definitely do. Okay. Now, what, another game, this is going to be a hard game to pick y'all. This is a Sunday night game. New England goes to uh, Hinesfield to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Ooh. We, saw Cle- we saw what Cleveland did to New England last week. We haven't really seen New England lose uh, two games in a row. So keep that factor in mind. Uh, Pittsburgh did beat Cincinnati, although they allowed them to score 21 points. Right. So, Rick, you get you get the first shot at this thing. Who are you picking?
2: Pittsburgh's playing at home, right? Right. I'm going with the Steelers. Mm. I am you going think, you think with the Billet, Steelers.
3: You think I think it's going to be Lewis a good two game,
2: in the man. I, I really do. I think uh, both teams will be able to put up uh, some points. You know, the Patriots' defense is not that good, so the Steelers should be able to take advantage of it. The Steelers' defense is good, but, you know, the Patriots' offense is good, too. You know, so I I think they'll be able to – both teams will be able to put up some points, but I think Pittsburgh's got a better chance of stopping the Patriots than what the Patriots would be able to put on the the field defensively.
3: And, Royce, who are you picking this game? Too many terrible tiles in Pittsburgh. I got to go with Pittsburgh. Best defense mm. in the league. And I'm going to ride
1: with y'all on that. I'm going to the Steelers, too. And for no other reason, for personal reasons. But I think that, I mean, the Steelers are a better team. Anyway, I think they'll win this game. Uh, another divisional game we got, and this is a Monday night game, Philadelphia at Washington. Uh, Michael Vick, we saw what he did last week. Washington had a bye week last week. But we don't know who's going to play quarterback by the end of this game as far as Washington is concerned. So are you picking, like, the Eagles, or do you like uh, the Redskins?
2: I really don't care which one of them teams
4: win.
2: (laughs) I don't care at all. But I think Michael Vick will be able to go in there and beat them. Yes, I I think they'll be able to go in there and do it.
3: Royce, are you picking this game? I got to go with Michael Vick and Philly. Way he's been playing. If he plays like he did last week, I got to go with Michael Vick. Philadelphia, even though they're not my favorite team, I got a ticket. Let me uh, let me let me just say
1: I'm going with Philadelphia too, because I like what Michael Vick is playing, and like I, like I said before, we don't know who's going to be quarterbacking uh, this team, and then watching by the yeah. end of the game. I mean, if they All get right. to a two minute drill, of course we already heard the stories about. McNabb's endurance, and I can't imagine he's right. been running anything <laughs> during the off season, uh besides right. going to the buffet line. So I'm going to have to go with Philadelphia on this game right here too, man. I, like what I bet they won't cheer for him this time. We yeah, bet. yeah, no. I know. Nah, I don't
3: for think real. so
1: Right. I think they're saying novation is going to be something else, going to be some boo in the building for yeah, sure.
3: Some hard yeah, I plans believe that. Silly, buddy. Now, we
1: got about five minutes left in the program. You guys, you know, you're more than welcome to call in 323 927 2906 if you want to get your comments on to the show. Uh, you're more than welcome to call in and join the broadcast. We got about four to five minutes left, so we got to talk about the game in question. Of course, brand new uh, head coach, Jason Garrett, is going to take his Cowboy team on the road to play the the, oh, the best man. team in the NFC East right now. And it's the New York Giants. Giants are putting up. Forty some points a game. We just got beat by beat by uh Green Bay forty five to seven. He hadn't had a lot of time to work with this team, only had four days to work with this team. I mean, we talked about the culture changes that Jason is supposed to be responsible for. Again, players that should be playing, you know, get them to playing. So uh, now Ross, I gotta ask you first, what do you think? I mean, what are you expecting to see on Sunday?
3: I don't see nowhere in the world the Cowboys kidnap beats that offensive line of New York. I'm sorry, the defensive line of New York. i say the Cowboys played better than they have. i say they play a really competitive game, but I don't see them winning. I got to go with the Giants. What are are your thoughts on what
1: you're going to see on
2: Sunday? You know, at this point, I don't know what to expect. You know, Wade Phillips is gone. You know, he, he's out of there. So we kind of knew what we was going to get on the field with Wade Phillips. Jason Garrett is taking over. Yes, it is the same players, you know, but I have no idea, you know, what to expect out there right now. Just like we've talked before, it's a, it's a brand-new season for them, you know. So, you know, I'm hoping that it's going to be some good things out there. But just like, you know, they defensive line, I expect they defensive line to check kid them up. I really do, you know. But maybe our defense can get in there and get on Manning a little bit. You know who knows. I don't. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, but without question, I'm picking the Cowboys. No doubt about it. Mm. Oh, now mm-hmm. let, let
1: me ask you this real quick because mm-hmm. I know I knew you're going to pick the Cowboys either way or go, and you know you know how I feel about the Cowboys as well too. But if you think about it, I mean we're going to see a lot of the same offense. I mean we still got the same offensive coordinator. You know, so I expect to see some of the same offense. But what about defensively? I mean, we talked about earlier in the show how the defense is going to react to now and the offensive coordinator is calling their plays or overlooking looking over their shoulder more closely to find out what they're doing. Do we expect Which to see something reason. different
2: from the defense? That's another reason, you know, I don't know exactly what to expect. Because whereas Wade Phillips would go out there and he might call, you know, Six blitzes in a row, and they done burnt us on every blitz. You know, mm-hmm. if they if they're trying to call a blitz out there, you know Jason Garrett can oversee that and like, man, no, 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 back him up, put him in the zone, or do this, that, and the other. You know, who knows? Jason Garrett might be able to make some good calls out there. You know, and then offensively, yes, yeah, it's, it's still going to be the same offense. Hopefully, you know, it can be a, a, a spark. They just they just need to get into the end zone somehow. Get the ball to
1: dance brown some more. Honestly he can yeah. get in there. Right, right, I agree with you on that. I, I, I yeah. think I think, you know, I, I gotta ride with the boys because I'm just I'm just that type of fan oh, going to ride no. with them. Oh no, <laughs> no. I'm gonna ride with the boys, Royce, whether you like no. it or not. But no. I, I just wanna see I wanna see a more effort out there. I mean I wanna see someone light a fire. And I don't know if you know, we're gonna really find out what Jason Garrett is capable of. Love. Um, and this is going to be really, really interesting. we got a lot of callers lighting up the line right now. So we going to get everybody on. So if you listen to us live online, uh, call our call-in number. That way you can still the show after hours, uh, 323-927-2906. We're going to get into a lot more cowboy talk now that the phones are lighting up as well, too. If you guys are missing this uh, action that we got about to get into, I always turn back to the show at blogs.talkradio.com/slash/rsports. Let's bring some callers on real quick. Um, and of course, if you if you missing if you listening online, call in. You can hear some of the after hours stuff on the show three two three nine two seven two nine zero six. Let's bring some callers on real quick. Uh, Caller five two six nine. You're live on the RS Sports Radio Show. What's your comment about the Cowboys?
4: Uh
6: test test man. Well, first off, I mean Cowboys will lose, man. I said that earlier. One in fifteen all day long, man. And I'm I'm a little shocked and hurt. At all these uh, at, at the, the Patriots game, man, these folks taking the Steelers down my team because of one week, man. I'm, I'm a little disappointed, man. You know what I mean? You know, I the think there's a little anti-patriotism the going on. Y'all lost to the Browns, though. Yeah. Hey man, I mean, you know, hey, hey, sun shines on the dogs behind someday, man. That's how it goes, but we will be victorious. Well,
3: we'll see. it the two best teams are playing. So we will see. Somebody's going to lose, somebody's going to win. Mm-hmm. Let's
1: get another call on real quick and get their comments real quick about the Cowboys. Caller 6232, you're live on the RS Sports Radio Show.
5: Hey, guys. Uh, first-time caller, first-time listener. Love what you guys hey, are doing. Keep doing it. Uh, you might recognize my voice, Rodney. <laughs>
4: hey,
1: going, you?
5: man?
4: Hey, hey real, going? Quick,
5: man. Uh, real quick, man. Real quick, you know, it's 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 good to have a new coach, but it all comes down to Jerry. Uh, is he going to let Jason Garrett make the decisions that uh, Coach needs right. to do? So
4: right. if, if
5: if he's going to if he's going to tie his hands, then I don't know why people are calling expecting that things are going to change. I mean, if he can't make any any uh, drastic moves, I mean, you can forget right. about it. Yeah, and I'll let you guys go and uh, talk about that. All right. let,
1: now, me ask yeah. this before, let me ask you this before you get out the line, though, okay? Now, we 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 know Jesse Garrett's been the offensive coordinator, so we expect to see a little bit more of the same on offense. But do you think he'll make a difference in the defense? I mean, you think he'll have a chance to do something that Wade, this defensive guru, couldn't do, couldn't get these guys to play? I mean, do you expect to see anything change on the defensive side of the ball? Oh, man. Uh,
5: you know, it's, it's hard to <laughs> know, you know, tell. I, I, think, I think that... I think that nothing is going to happen until oh, like somebody like a, you know, like he did with Bill Parcells or Jimmy Johnson. He pretty much let them do their thing. And if he's not going to let Jason do his thing, I mean, you yeah. can forget about it. So I, I don't know if he really has it's control. True. If he, you know, if he really is coaching or not, we'll see. Only, I mean, we'll see tomorrow, but uh, or Sunday. But uh, no, man. I mean, I really don't. I really don't expect anything to change.
4: Yeah, yeah,
1: that's a good point. But we want to thank you for calling oh, in, yep, man. You're more, you more than welcome to call in any time, too, any time.
5: Oh, hey, appreciate it, man. Nice job, guys. All right, All
1: thanks, right you, thanks, man. Thanks a lot.
5: Appreciate it. Yeah, I heard the
1: Cowboy fans speak, man. They still think Jerry is the guy to blame here. I mean,
5: well, you I mean. Know what?
3: You know what? They will play better, but they won't win. That, that's my, that was exactly, like you said. I I haven't seen anything in the first eight games they prove that they are winners, you know, despite who the coach is, like I say, you're playing for the name on the back of your jersey. I hadn't seen them play. For, they might play better, but I don't see them being the Giants. The Giants are a balanced team. Offense and defense. Cowboys will not win Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Chris, I know you so, want to jump on that, team. man. Go
4: ahead.
6: Hey, man, uh, Cowboys, man, I mean – Nothing is going to change, man. Frankenstein team, man, they just, there, there has to be a whole restructuring. Just because you change one part does not mean the car is running right, man. You have to do a full, full investigation of what's going on up under the hood, and it's just not, I, personally, I think, you know, as it was said earlier, a couple of shows ago, that I think it was good they let him go right now because that'll expose Jason Garrett, see how weak he is and you can get him out of there at the end of the season. You can just start over fresh. Personally is what I think. But I mean that's that's just my take on it, you know what I mean? So I, I don't think Garrett yeah, wasn't really a good football player to me. He ain't a good offensive coordinator, for my take, and I don't think he'll be a good head coach. That's just my this is my take on, you know, if I my take by myself, and so be it. But I just track record speaks for itself. I mean, what he got? What what does he have that makes him a good offensive coordinator, a good player, or anything that he's been under Jerry Joe's payroll for? Name me one thing.
2: Well, I mean, well, I think mm-hmm. his offense the ball. His offense will move the ball. They will move the ball. They do have. That's what they're supposed to do.
6: They do have.
2: I know, but but that's what a, you're right. That's what an offensive coordinator supposed to do. So he was he was putting them in position to score. They didn't score every time, you know, but they've had their days doing that. Don't forget, they did win some games. They had three good years right there in a the row.
6: The offense was doing what they needed to do. Yeah, so he, he ain't got I nothing under his belt to make me seem like
3: he's a good, a good leader.
1: There are a lot of coaches in the league, offense coordinators, that don't have the skins on the wall, per se, of anything under their belt, but that do not mean they're bad offense coordinators or bad coaches. You know, a lot of times when the players let you down, when the players give up, there's nothing the coach can do at that point, period. You know, they well, really the They get beat you know, they get beat the
6: same way though. They get beat the same way. Here it is, you've added you've added Arsenal, you've cleaned house from top to bottom, you've got folks like T O out of there, you ain't got Patrick Creighton out of there, you done get added Derrick Bryant to the mix and you ain't got all these elements you think you got the, the bomb team and it's and you know, you got you think you got the dream season. But there's nothing. You know what I mean? There's nothing. Man. I mean it's there's, there's nothing. all of what happened a year ago, two years ago it means nothing right now. Trust, you know what I mean, it, mean it means nothing. It means nothing. He's, he's nothing. He gets exposed and beat the same way every time. Not just some oddball bad day, they're having an off day. He will there have a good day and they get beat. They have 40 yards passing and all and get get stomped. I mean, you explained that to me, office. that's offense. It is. That's because the whole
2: coaching staff over there. It's three phases to the game. That's what the problem is. You know, you could put up all those points, but if you ain't stopping nobody, you know, you could get all those yards, but if you ain't stopping nobody, you know, special teams can't just let people go out there and, and run touchdowns on you. You know, you can't do you can't do all that. It's three phases to the game. Right. right. Well, offense, well, they, the well, well, I, I, I just say. To,
6: right. And he he let's, let's get just see chance. how he does in all three phases of the game. Because to me, I don't think he did a good job on the offensive coordinator side. I mean, personally, what he's doing, anybody can go in there and do. I ain't seen no, no miraculous plays, no plays he drew up or out of the playbook or nothing. I ain't seen none of that. You know what I mean? I ain't, I ain't seen none of that nowhere. I've seen no proven games or any proven uh, product out there that shows me he's a good coordinator. He's just average. He's basically average. And once he gets exposed and they put pressure pack on him, he's he's done. He's, there's no change up in the second half. There's, there's nothing. Same old, same old. Week after week, same plays. I mean, we ain't, they ain't hard to beat. You know, just the
2: pressure
1: pack. They're, they're run the same plays. The playbook ain't changed. Right. Well, that's one of the good things about the NFL. Every Sunday you're going to find something brand new. And like we said before on the show last Tuesday, it's a brand new season right now. We get to watch the Cowboys in a whole new light right now. We get to analyze them. Totally different than we have before in the past, this past season. Regardless of them being 1-7, they're really playing an eight-game season right now. So we get to watch. You look for everything again. They get a lot more interesting right now as well, too. If you guys are tuning in late to the show, Go back and listen to the show. The beginning part of the show we had on, uh, Bill Ingram from hoopsworld.com. He's a huge contributor to ESPN. He's an executive NBA editor. He was on talking about the Mavs, talking about the heat, a lot of stories going on in the NBA right now. So go go back and download the show or listen to the show live online. If you need help finding the show, go to rsportsradio.blogspot.com, and you can find the show if you listen to us for the first time. We're on every Tuesday and Thursday night from 930 to 11, Uh, tune in live to the show. And tomorrow night is going to be a special show because we're going to be broadcasting live from the American Airlines Center when the Mavs take on the 76ers. We'll have some uh, locker room audio for you guys as well. We've got an interview from Roddy Bubois that we're going to play during during their broadcast as well, or maybe save it for next Tuesday. Uh, We'll try to get that figured out. But do stay tuned in to the show. Uh, It's been a great show. I want to thank everyone for calling in. Thanks to Bill Ingram for coming on to the show as well. And uh, we'll see you guys on Tuesday, same time, same channel, where we talk about a Cowboy win. So see you guys on Tuesday.
3: Next.